Acapulco, Mexico. No, I'm not there right now. I'm back in Nessa, York, Mexico City. But in this episode, we talk about our experience at uh, in Acapulco. We talk about our experiences moving to Mexico, the smooth transition it was. We talk about how crazy and empowering it can be hanging out with an extended range of anarchists. You know, maybe uh, a couple thousand, a couple hundred. Doesn't matter. I'm just happy to hang out with some good friends. So, you know, we tell a few stories about our experience, uh, a few different ideas that we share. Uh, those that are donating, thank you very much. Uh, with Bitcoin prices going through the roof this last week, uh, don't be ashamed. Send through your Satoshis. That's cool. They'll be worth millions one day. Uh, those that want to support real money like Bitcoin, like uh, gold and silver, go jump on our website, www.theparadiseparadox.com, where you can buy a t-shirt, where you can show your support for sound money. Um, those that are interested in more stories of Anarchapulco, check out our range of Anarchapulco nights. We, uh, you know, we, we get up to mischief, so we like to share the stories. And uh, those that want to go, well, send us a message. Send us a, put a comment um, below. Don't waste your time uh, while you're down there. Subscribe. And uh, let's get into it. So this is going to make up an Acapulco Nights 2, because yeah. the first episode we're talking about uh, the party night and how I, for a moment, thought I was communist. Okay. Um, so <laughs> right. Episode 100. <laughs> episode 100, if you're interested in checking that out. <laughs> okay. The born again communist. The closet communist. Yeah. Yeah. Jumping but, out but and what, stealing what I realized the kids was and forcing that, them to read the Marx, uh, um, the Communist Manifesto. Yeah, I'm interested in reading that. Yeah, but um, it, it wouldn't be my top, you know, top fifty books to read. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't think it's very like long. If, if, if I've, I I've never read it, so. But. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like something, um, you know, overly valuable, but interesting. Yeah. Sure. Cool. So uh, yeah, so so uh, we have a few little stories to to tell things about things that went on at Anacapulco 2016 that that uh, were a, a bit uh, a, a bit different outside the conference itself, like not uh, not with listening to the speakers. Um, so yeah, yeah. one uh, one thing I remember happened: uh, we were walking down the street along the Costera, and uh, we saw. Uh, Barry Cooper uh, and his wife there. So Barry Cooper of, of Never Got but Never Get Busted, um, the the guy's ex cop who's who's fighting against um, the the drug system and and trying to uh, well now trying to do some work with uh, drug addicts to to help them uh, get their life back on track. Um, uh, do you want to tell the story, Aaron? 
Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't remember where we're coming from. I know we're on a beer run, and uh, and we're cruising down the street, and you know Barry to me was one of the the coolest people there, yeah. uh, mainly because of the shift that he experienced. I mean, to go from being a, a detective busting people uh, for for weed or, or drug use to mm. being someone that's now on working on the other side and helping people understand the situation. Um, mm. I mean that that shift is a complete change of of worlds and mentality. So when I saw him on the street, I mean, it was just natural to uh, to wave out to him and, yo, Barry, what's up? And um, it could have been my state of consciousness at the time, but it didn't seem like he computed what I said. And uh, his response to, hey, Barry, what's up, was, you want weed? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, you said, you said we, got, we were conversing with him and you said something about feeling weird. And, and he said... Did you say weed? Ah, <laughs> uh, was that it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, the, the whole anarchopulco <laughs> experience is pretty weird because <laughs> you are. Uh, I mean, it's late nights every night. You know, whether you whether you want to or not, and all day, you know, you're you're listening to very inspirational and mind blowing, you know, lectures, talks, uh-huh. or, or discussions. And then the people you're hanging out with, it's like so it's, it's a big load on your mind, and uh, and then, then at night you just continue, you know, exploring the ideas. So, um, you know, we're all we're all weathered. I mean, this is night three, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I <laughs> I don't know. It so all, it all gets mixed up in one. So I, big uh, com- <laughs> compost or uh, purpuree of <laughs> delicious experiences. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my response to, you need weed, was like, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's Barry Cooper. I'm not going to turn him down, <laughs> right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, he handed you like a, a solid solid nug. It was like five grams or so, I think. Uh, it, was, it was bigger than my thumb. All right. <laughs> and, I got, and I got big hands. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, that was cool. Uh, free, free weed. Yeah. That that was that was about it with that, um, <laughs> but it was just. I mean, I, it blows me away the fact that uh, you know you can go through such a, a transition like uh-huh. that. Yep. So uh, and it, so it was an honor, you know, to um, to be able to see him in the street and have it have a chat. We were there for a few minutes. I, I don't know where he was off to probably a party or something, and then we <laughs> continued our journey. Yep. Yep. Well, that's a, yeah. That's an interesting thing to talk talk about all the interesting people we met. Uh, the thing was, I was staying in the in the this villa, villa with uh, Anna, Anna Pashanta and uh, and a bunch of other guys like uh, Fred Frederick Bastiat. That's at least that's the name he goes by, uh, and uh, Monty and, and and Jesse and Maverick and all these guys, um, and uh, also the, the and Joby, yeah, Joby Weeks and his his wife Stephanie, um, and uh, yeah, we um, and. Sue as well, and hope I haven't forgotten anyone. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, the the interesting thing was, oh, Aiden Greg, that's the other guy. Um, uh, the the interesting thing was, um, uh, at at one point the the owner of the the villa came by and he was he was there with the, with his friend, and this guy is like a 
legit millionaire, I, I believe. I mean, this this house is worth like 1.3 million US probably. Um, yeah. He's, when, a, yep. when you say villa, it's like you don't... It's like, yeah, people have an idea of a villa, but you really need to... Um, to go there and see it because it's, it's not it's not a villa. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it. Well, I, I don't really know what a villa is, but it's not what I it's not what I expected. I mean, this is like uh-huh. um, this would be like a, a a Playboy mansion carved in the side of uh, Acapulco Cliff with views yep. spectacular. Um, you know, one of those pools where the water just flows over in, into the in Acapulco Bay. Um, I don't know, man. You help me explain because it's it's beyond <laughs> words. Not to yeah, mention it had a full yeah. kitchen and a team. It was like full staffed. So it was like a restaurant twenty four seven, wasn't it? <laughs> Not exactly twenty four seven, but yeah, they were <laughs> they were loving it. Um, yeah, so, it, was, it was nice. Yeah, they would make uh, breakfast and dinner, and and you know, and ask them to make some quesadillas, and they're like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. <laughs> Um, they they go cool. to the store and, and buy the stuff and, and charge you for it, whatever. Um, and, yeah, like a five-bedroom place, um, really nice place with a pool, beautiful view, um, great people. And, and uh, yeah, so, so it, it was kind of, uh, at, for a moment, I started to feel this kind of culture shock because they're talking with, with um, Monty and Adam and, and, and Jess uh, and they started talking about aeroplanes. And I don't mean, like, taking a flight from, like, Washington, D.C. to Virginia or something like that. I mean, buying an aeroplane and flying an aeroplane. Um, and they're like, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely my, my next major purchase. And I was like, oh, holy uh-huh. shit, these guys, <laughs> these guys are just uh, talking about planes. Like, it's something casual. Like, you just just buy a plane <laughs> and, and fly a plane. Um, I mean, Monty has uh, like a, a ranch in Canada um, and he has about three or four horses. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Oh, cool. Some, I, some, I wasn't, a, I wasn't aware. I, well, I mean, and it's just that when you go to an Acapulco, everyone is such a, I, I mean, they're, they're all developed people. They all have like, really defined likes they all i mean they're active i don't know how to they're activated people i could say mm. you know that they all they're, they're all choosing you put out a, a little self-actualized episode, i think um, is about, the word you're looking for yes like you yeah. know we're, we're on top of the pyramid yeah that's nice <laughs> work yeah yeah what were you saying i put out a video Oh yeah you put out a video um a couple videos back um about about making choices Mm. about uh, about choosing your life and i mean everyone that's at an Acapulco, you know they're not they're not choosing lightly so mm. you know you expect to find some big players yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so so monty has a, an interesting story about this uh this place i think it's called pirate alley so he was the uh he was he was the captain of a boat um go, going around this uh, reputedly the worst place in the world for, for pirates um, to deliver a boat or, so, or something like that. Uh, hopefully I'll get to interview him about it um, in, over, the, over the coming months. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, very interesting people, very in- interesting stories. Uh, and so is this, um, you know, like I said, it's kind of this moment of culture shock where I was like, 
geez, I'm really out of my depth. But then I thought, well, you know, I mean, people are just people. Um, they, you know, they put on the pants one leg at a time like the rest of us. So, so I just thought, well, I'll just put that out of my mind. I mean, I've, I've got my own experiences too, and they're, they're, um, that's just as valid. So, so I just, yeah. you know, got on with it. Um, but then the, the interesting thing as well was this contrast Staying in a villa, hanging out with with a millionaire or two uh, film film producers and and uh, uh, real estate mogul and <laughs> everything, all the, all these people, um, and then there's there's this contrast because uh, when we left the villa, um, I, I went to stay with uh, with Kenny, who again, I mean, he's not he's not a millionaire, and that's the you know that's not what he wants to be either. Um, the guy is. Uh, as as uh, I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times, um, we, we've interviewed him. Uh, the guy kind of uh, rejects physical possession, so to some extent, he doesn't really care that much about money. He cares more about have, having good friendships, people he can rely on, and, and serving those people um, to yep. to maintain those friendships. So so money is really low down on the scale it's it's more about how can i help people and and establish relationships so they can they can also help me um uh which is very a, a very different again yes. way to live life um uh and, and very courageous um so sometimes i say kenny is the the most anarchist person i've ever met and i i still think that's true um living yeah, have, having the courage to live a, a life like that—that's that's so out of the ordinary—and and relies on, um, well, I guess rely, relies on his wit and, and his faith in humanity to some extent. So yeah, look, I, I remember we were talking about when I mentioned to you that sometimes personally I feel like uh, almost um, you know a little phony in that I. I complain about the government situation and taxes and I would like to be more I, I would like to be more like Kenny, but that's a scary jump and <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could do it. Well I mean, although I, I do I do I do believe in a lot what he what he believes, but you know, I, I still want to um I'm still pretty normal, I guess. You know, I'm not I'm not extreme <laughs> or, or committed as he is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I think sometimes it's 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 hard to get a perspective on where you're at. Like I know you've said to, to me a few times, uh, you, you said that that I was courageous uh, coming to to Mexico without any firm roots here or something like that. But I, I never saw it like that. I was just like, yeah, pack up and go. Yeah, let's uh, let's check it out. And and I think you're the same, though you don't necessarily realize it. Um, that that you can do all these things, uh, take take some great leaps of faith, um, uh, with perhaps without even realizing that you're doing it. You just get, kind of class it as as um, business as usual. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because <laughs> even though even though I've got family here in Mexico, I mean, you know, I might see them what once every three months when there's a party on or something. Mm. But you know, I've never I've never had my hand out and asked for for help or you know I'm in trouble. It's like yeah, you just take mm. you just take care of whatever the next the next call of duty. Yeah. But and uh, well, I mean, you're you're living in you're still in Guadalajara, and yep. I mean, you've been there 
what, I say a year and a half or? or mm, well, nearly two three. years. Pretty close to two years. And has there been any any struggles or anything that you say, you know, that you didn't expect? Because from mm. my point of view, it's pretty smooth sailing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems reasonably smooth. I, ne- I never remember being in a position... Um, I guess I got, to some extent, I probably put this out of my mind when, re- when reflecting on it. Yeah. But I, I, I can't... Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any position I was in where I was like, oh, holy fuck. Um, may- maybe, I mean... One thing is, like last year when we were coming back from from uh, uh, Acapulco, and uh, the, uh, the the police stopped us on the bus, and they came right to us and, and asked us for for ID and uh, tourist cards and that kind of thing. Um, you know, for yeah. for a moment, I was like, "Oh dear, <laughs> what's going to happen?" Oh, of course, okay. The, yeah, the no, so I was I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing I forgot to mention was the the bus crash. Uh, and the the paramedics asking me, "Have you got insurance?" And I'm like, "No." Uh, and, and they're like, "Really? Are you are you sure?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I thought, "I'm yeah, I might end up in a terrible hospital." Uh, just this week, I was catching the, I guess the bus. What what do you call them? Uh, Chimecos. Like you know, these mini mini buses uh, around Mexico City, and the bus driver is pretty crazy. I mean, like some of the moves, like you wouldn't if you're in Australia driving the way these bus drivers were driving, you would get you'd get booked for for negligent driving. Um, and, and it occurred to me that there's probably been uh, three accidents that I've been involved in. One on a on one of these micro buses, one of these mini buses. One in a taxi. And there's also been a crash in like a, a, a big bus, but I mean, like kind of like a side swipe. And I'm thinking, you know, in all the time that I've been here, why is it the last six months that I've been in, in three minor accidents? Mm. But I mean, it's not something that, that I'd be too concerned about because I don't think, um, well, I mean, well, they weren't major, but I mean, your bus accident was major and, you know, you took a good shock and, and damage. But with the, um, mm. I mean, with the insurance thing, Mm. I think the issue is you're caught where you don't really know you don't really know what to do or you don't really understand what you know what's happening in that what's the intention of the person asking you the questions that makes it difficult. Uh, yeah, well it seemed he was a little he was kind of disturbed that I didn't have insurance like it was going to be a huge problem. Uh, yeah, but you know, it wasn't <laughs> with the with the help of a little Mexican hospitality. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. So the thing was, we're, sta- we're staying in this uh, in in this apartment, uh, and some nights, like pit stop is is laying on the bed next to me, and pit stop is not exactly a, a, a calm sleeper, um, and it's like through the through the night. Well, in, by the end of the night, his feet were on the pillow, and and his head was. Um, where his feet should have been, um, and that, <laughs> yeah, that happened a couple of times. <laughs> so you've gone from uh, the villa, uh, multi-million-dollar villa with uh, with almost like uh, room service, king-size mm-hmm. bed, you know, more pillows than bed, 
to uh, sharing a pillow with feet. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, and even uh, three of us in the bed because uh, uh, Twiggy was in the bed as, as well at, at one stage, three, three of us uh, <laughs> sharing this one bed. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm hanging yeah, out. Yeah, that's with why this. I yeah. brought my yoga mat. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah I, I, got the, I got the bed one night out of the four. Um, I was on the floor most of the time, but, you know, I, I kind of like it down there. At least I got mm. my own space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good thing to have. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of uh, hanging out with these anarcho-communists who uh, get, you know, very radical people and um, very, very cool, relaxed people. And, uh, um, and yeah, I guess it was kind of funny because I didn't think too much about the contrast at the time. Uh, and I, I wonder if that says something about me, like am I like this kind of chameleon or I just go with the flow? Uh, like, yeah, okay, so there's, you know, millionaires hanging out. Yeah, let's uh, chat to them, <laughs> shake their hand, whatever. Uh, communists who who uh, don't really believe that much in uh, physical possessions or re- relatively. Um, and, yep. you know, hang out with them, whatever. You know, it's all, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's, that's a, part of the, uh, the Inacapulco experience. Yeah, completely. Because everyone, everyone there is so uh, is so unique, and and mm-hmm. I guess part of part of your character is that you know you we well I, we I mean I say we're the same, and I say you know everyone that goes to the event is very accepting of everyone's point of view. Like you know anyone yeah. could listen to anyone speak about what they what they feel and think, and you know we have a few critical discussions, but there, there's definitely a, a harmony uh, amongst everybody. That mm-hmm. I think's I think's unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I mean, like Kenny last year was probably the only anarcho-communist at the whole event, but he didn't really. He only had one um, argument with somebody where they're where they're saying, "No, you must be a capitalist" or something like that. Uh, I, I mean, otherwise, like like myself and 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 other people just said, "Oh, that's cool. Like you like to live in uh, communities and and." Worker-owned cooperatives, worker-owned companies, and that sort of thing. Yes, That's, you know, sounds great. Let's tr- you know try that. Uh, time for a little change in the structure. Try something uh, very different. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy listening to to Kenny's point of so, view because a lot of it <laughs> I haven't I haven't considered. Um, yeah, the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, at some points. Uh, so because I was I, I was performing and people had, had heard my song. Oh, okay, we dropped out for a sec. Okay, you back? Yep. Yep, okay. Yeah, so so I was performing at the event, of course, uh, on, on Friday night and uh, in, in the, the preceding weeks, people had heard my song uh, to Acapulco um, because I, I'd, I'd recorded it to be used in, in Juan's um, documentary. Uh, I think it's his uh, title at the moment is Se- Seeking Freedom. Um, and the, um, yeah, the, the weird thing was like I remember one, one night um, uh, for, for Juan's 
birthday party, um, somebody came up to me and said, ah, you're Kurt Robinson. And I'm like, uh, yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, and they're, yeah. uh, uh, they're like, oh, it's, 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 in, it's incredible to meet you. It's such a, so, so great that you're here or something like that. And I was, I was like, uh, okay, yeah, it's nice to see you too. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, you know, go, uh, when we're at um, Paradise one night and, and I, I started hearing uh, a, a few uh, certain notes of, of my song playing and I walked up to Juan to say hello and I was like, hey, I know this song. Uh, and then the, the, the song dropped in and my voice dropped in. <laughs> and I'm having this, you know, this surreal experience of, of standing in a nightclub and hearing my own voice pump out across the speakers. Insane. Uh, slightly yeah, cool. embarrassed about it, I guess. <laughs> because, you know, who really loves hearing their own voice, even after all these years? Uh, um, and then... Of course. Uh, yeah, there were like, you know, some, some, some young ladies who have particularly impressed that like started swooning and they're like oh my god i can't, can't believe it or, um <laughs> and uh yeah yeah i just uh, I, I still don't know really know how to take that um i i think it's <clears throat> man i think you should uh, lap it up yeah i guess to some extent but i i guess um uh i i kind of wonder Let's see. Uh, I'm thinking about how I can phrase this. The, the thing is, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of celebrities over the years talk about how, you know, how it's weird that they get this much attention and, and people can't seem to act normal around them or something like that. Uh, I mean, not, of course, not that it's even to that extent because it's just this, you know, within this very small community among people who care... Uh, somewhat about hip-hop <laughs> in this one event uh, this you know these few days in this one year i was had some semblance of celebrity right but <laughs> but um the uh the the counterpoint to this is like um people say that if, if you're talking to a celebrity uh don't just go up and, and say things like oh my god i love your stuff um, it's so great, blah, 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 because it's probably not going to be all that interesting to them. And they've probably heard it all before anyway. Yes. Um, so, so just another, you know, an another time of people saying that. Uh, and it's also just a, it's, a, it's a little uncomfortable to have someone gushing over you like that. Not that, I mean, not that it's a, a, uh, the worst thing you can do, but it's, it's, a, it's a little uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the counterpoint was, I, I do remember, I went up to Adam Kokesh uh, and he was giving away copies of his book, Freedom. So I, so I took one and, and, and one for a friend and, and got him to sign it. Uh, and and I, I remember I, I said to him, uh, I love your work, man. You know, you've been, uh, I've been following this for years, so, so I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Uh, and <laughs> it it, it was kind of weird because I thought I caught the, like this micro expression. Like he looked, he looked at me and, and shook my hand and he said, I appreciate that. Or, you know, some, a, a few short words. But at the same time, I was like looking in his eyes and seeing this, this look of like, yeah, 
okay, like whatever. <laughs> like I've, I've heard that before, you know. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's see how this, yeah. Yeah, well, well, that that feeling. Um, I mean, you probably <laughs> saw it because you know what it feels like on the other side. Yeah, someone else might have just be mm. over overwhelmed with you know, so great. You know, I got to hang out with Adam, and, and they probably wouldn't notice it. But uh, I, I guess what what would, you, what would you suggest? I mean, you know, from from your experience. I don't know. I guess it's kind of like this this uh this age old question uh or internet age old question about like going up to a beautiful woman and telling her that she's gorgeous or just talking about uh like talk talking about something completely different or talking about uh, like, like talking about something that's, that's in the situation or talking about something, something interesting that you've thought of before, or I don't know what, because the thing is, of course, uh, a, a beautiful woman, it's not, it's not going to be the first time that someone has told her that she's beautiful. Um, probably. Um, so it's, it's not like, she's not going to stop in her tracks and go, Oh, thank you so much for telling me that I'm beautiful. Thanks for paying attention to me. Um, uh, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. same thing with, uh, yeah. well, she might, but it would be, it'd be unconscious. Like it won't be, it won't be real. You might want to say, uh, Hey, wow. You really have a big nose. That's probably going to be no, better. I don't think so. That's <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, that, I mean, that goes into, <laughs> no, well, I mean, at least you, at least you get slapped in the face. <laughs> right. Well, it, you know, it's some kind if, of action, if you right? get an emotional reaction, at least you're getting some emotion, at least there's some passion there. But <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, that thing you're talking yeah. about, uh, of course goes into like mysteries, ideas about, about negs, or I, I don't know who invented it originally, this idea of like giving a woman a backhanded compliment, like saying, you know, you're really cute when you when you you do that crooked smile or something like that. And she's like, hang on, is he complimenting me or or not? I don't get it. Uh, and um, yes, yeah. it sneaks in. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that anybody do that because it's just kind of um, very contrived in this kind of pointless exercise, and it's uh, it serves this comes in with this mentality yeah, it's not nice yeah it is exactly it isn't nice and it comes in with this mentality like oh i'm going to have to trick this girl into liking me or something like that which nobody has to do um yeah um so exactly i guess my point is if you if you you talk to a beautiful woman or you talk to someone famous uh just just be real and, and normal with them and uh, <laughs> um i mean you can you know, you can say you respect their work, but don't, don't drone on about it, I guess. That's a, I guess that's the point. 